to the animation slash art talks with us. Uh, let's introduce ourselves again in case, you know, somebody's joining us from zero. So you guys want to start? Uh, yeah. Martin, go ahead. Okay, Alan, go ahead. All right. Hey, um, so I'm Alan, uh, as you know, Alan Hubbard. Um, I am a uh, senior marketing engineer, which is just a bunch of fluff words for uh, an animator uh, in the tech industry and dealing with um, uh, dealing with marketing and and visual communication. Uh, graduated from SCAD um, with a BFA in animation and a MA in illustration. Nice. Uh, what about Martin? Who are you? For me, I'm Martin Bueno, and I'm a gameplay animator at EA. Okay. I graduated SCAD uh, 2017 with Juan, and that's about it. All right. That's me. My name is Juan. Uh, yes, I'm an animator, graduated 2017. Right now, I just started working uh, as a motion designer. I did a little bit of a switch. Maybe we can talk about it in this episode specifically. Um, I changed to motion design. I'm working right now at a company called Recur. Uh, they do NFTs and some other crazy stuff. Uh, um, so yeah, this episode is called Freelance Contracts and Full-Time. I think it's a very important one. It's a very spicy one where we have like a lot of like points of view that uh, whoever hears this, like, yeah, we might we might bash some people in the head. But <laughs> first and foremost, I wanna I wanna take a couple of minutes to uh, talk about uh, a really important person in our lives and in our education. Uh, and I wanna give this time, especially for for our, our good professor Troy Gustafson, that impacted us so much in our lives. So I wanted, I wanted to take all of us a little bit of time to maybe talk about him and remember him and, and you know, like, like make sure that he's immortalized in every way possible. He's already, you know, but even even here with us, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys have something to say, I, th I know Alan, he, he, <laughs> I mean, you were a big friend of him, so like. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, man. Um, yeah, he, you know, when, uh, when I found out that he passed, I was like crying uncontrollably throughout that entire day. Um, and it, you know, emotions don't really hit me like that, but it, as sad as it felt, I was, I was happy as as a student of his, as a, a mentee, um, as someone who practices leadership on, on the daily, and as, you know, a, a, a fellow former military person, uh, he impacted me a lot. Um, he pushed me, he pushed me beyond my limits, and I think that that rings true for, uh, for everyone that, that had an opportunity to be his student. But um, there were tons of, of what we call uh, intangible things that can't be taken away, that can't be 
you know, like, like undone or, or written over that, that he instilled, uh, and it, it applies more than, than art, you know, it's, it's like he's, he's ingrained in, in each person that he's touched character, and that's, that's a big thing that I love, uh, consistency, dedication, um, dedication to craft, humility in, in understanding and, and acknowledging that you start from somewhere and it doesn't matter, you know, to what degree that you start, but forever grow, you know what I mean? And one of the biggest things is that he was always there as you were, you were pushing, he was always there with you in, you know, in the heat, in the struggle. And, you know, I, I just think that he's one of the most amazing people I've ever had the pleasure of, of knowing. Yeah, definitely. I feel lucky to be honest to, to, you know, when, when, um, for me, it hit different, um, I don't know. I, I I couldn't believe it at first. So and I've, I've I've started to accept it, and I find myself for this past week every day I find myself going to his uh, Facebook profile and checking out his pictures because you know I want to remember him. Um, and the the one thing that I felt yesterday specifically was like I was so I felt so lucky to have been his student. Um, I by looking at the pictures that people posted, I remember things that he used to do. So you remember, you know, the paperwork he used to hand us. Like he used, he would graphically design it to be like really cowboy and stuff. That was yeah. so dope. Like, like <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, how how like much that. of an yeah. amazing professor you have to be to put that much work, heart and soul into teaching students. You know, and we all and, and people who didn't have class with him, maybe listening to us, we were very lucky. You know, I still to, yesterday I was working on a design and I was doing some thumbnails and I found myself and I remember him right away. I found myself doodling like he talked me to. It's incredible. Think like he's going to have an impact in our lives forever. And I hope we can remember him for as long as we can. Uh, he was a great guy, yeah. great person, great artist, great cowboy, great everything, you know. So props to him, who, whatever he is. He he did amazing on his earth, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like as Aswan said, like I, I was uh, throughout the week, I was just remembering like uh, those little things, right, that happened at his class. And I had him as a professor on action analysis. And he was infamous for like uh, the task of the whole uh, semester because we, I think we needed to do like, we needed to feel, I don't remember if it was seven or 10 sketchbooks, full sketchbooks, uh, yeah. just of uh, action analysis work in, um, in figure drawing. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was kind of in, insane, but like, um, just like, like looking at it from from the other side and trying to analyze that uh, that task a little bit, he saw greatness in all of us, even though he knew none of us, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to push us as far as far and as hard as he could in order to get that greatness out of us. So just meditating into that and like 
those, those little things just just hit me like like a truck and and yeah. I, I really really appreciate he doing that and 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 yeah just having that vision of of as a professor that I'm gonna make um I'm gonna bring the best out of my students and as you guys like saw in his profile and all the love that he's getting like how much impact um he's had in yeah. many many people's lives so yeah i think it's great that we took this moment just to remember him and uh, uh even if people uh, like were not able to take um classes i think that uh, uh like um that spirit of his will definitely remain at SCAD. At Monty, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, for, for me, like, legacy is, is a huge thing. And I think that he, he's like the textbook idea of what, you know, we as, as the generation leading into now teaching and now passing on knowledge, um, you know, he's the example that that sets the bar incredibly high. Exactly. And uh, like f for me, I I teach anatomy, and I always always let the people that I teach know who Troy is, and I teach in his style, and I try to pull out as much as I can from the people that I teach, and I also make sure that I hold myself accountable, in that. If I'm going to tell someone that I'm going to teach them, I'm going to make myself available for their growth, you know, for their expansion. And as long as they have the heart and willpower to come to the to the table ready to learn, I, too, have, you know, the strength to make sure that I'm there for them. And that, you know, that that's that's great leadership passed down from from Troy. Yeah, I agree with you. So, yeah, we're we're gonna try to to be closer to how great he he was and he is and he will be always. So yeah, like I I agree with you, Alan. I was gonna say exactly the same. Now we're gonna we're we're inspired to to teach whatever it is that we come to the to the next generation. Um. Yeah. So, you guys with the I know with this kind of note hard to start but do you guys want to start sure yeah all righty so let's lighten up a little bit you know always remember him and and of course he's going to be forever in our lives um but let's start the show so today we're going to talk about freelancing contracts and full-time which is a subject that i think none of us talked about in school we only hear about it uh, slightly pieces here and there from professors talking about their own experiences, right? Oh, when I used to work here at uh, Disney, when I used to work here at this place. Oh, yeah, I was a contractor. The film ended and then I was out. Or, yeah, I used to work in this game. I was a full-time. Whatever it is. But what I found out myself, and I think many of us, is that we, we, never, we never truly comprehended um what it was what, what the importance of this subject and what people should know before entering the workforce because it's i mean it's basically our livelihoods and they all these ones come with pros and cons that we should all know 
right? Agreed. So yeah, I think I think we. Uh, I'm I'm excited to start. Um, uh, maybe you guys. Uh, I was thinking about you know going from the more freelance. I'm free contract. I'm a, I'm a, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm seeing if I'm going to update this person or not to full-time marrying forever, hopefully, right? <laughs> uh, if you guys wanted to start with the more free ones. And I think this one, uh, I think the perfect person to talk about this one, I think is Alan. Because I think you have a background in illustration, you have a background in drawing comics, and you have, I mean, you do animation and illustration, you do, you do everything, and you have freelance before. So if you want to, you know, tell us from your point of view, what is freelancing for you? Oh, man. Um, I mean, if we're going if we're going all the way raw, freelancing has never been uh, a viable thing for me. Um, There's a lot to learn, you know, in, in the process. And there's a lot of experience that could be had. Uh, but coming from before my art career, coming from a military standpoint and then getting into my art career, there was there was a skewed sense of value from the client's perspective to me and for my perspective of myself. And the reason why I say that is, say, for instance someone hires me to do a comic yeah, yeah yeah hold up hold up one second before you continue your story what would you say in your words is freelancing because you know people here may may not know okay. you know what i mean yeah that's, that's very good. Um, what is freelancing so freelancing man put me on the spot here is in in my opinion is the pursuit of temporary contractual employment using big words here uh contractual employment for um, you can make it simple too you can make it yeah more uh, more like a more like a barter like i have time skill and and you know energy you have a necessity I will trade you the completed product for that necessity, you know, for monetary gain. Exactly. So freelancing is more like trading. Like I think for me, in short words, freelancing is like you're not tied to the company. You're just tied to do a a specific job, right? Once you're done with the job, the company moves on and you move on, right? That's it. And you are free to do whatever you want with your time. Nobody tells you whatever you can do with your time. You are just you're just obligated to deliver what it is your contract says. Contracts really important thing we're gonna talk about later. But anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to to give like a little bit of a of an idea to the listeners to what is freelancing. Maybe if somebody in their first year they don't know about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, continue with your story, please. Oh, um, so just as an analogy, and I'm I love analogies, but uh, you know, if someone contacts you and they're like, hey. I have this comic that I want to do and I don't have a lot of money already a red flag, but I don't have a lot of money and this is how much I can pay you. And it's say it's, you know, we'll round it out a hundred dollars 
per page. And they're like, this this comic, say it's a graphic novel, it's, you know, 40 pages. Like, mm -hmm. that might sound good, you know, in terms of like, oh, you know, that's, that's what is it, $4,000. Like, that's, you know, that's amazing. But the amount of time and work that has to go into completing those pages is astronomical. So it's for, for me, and this is why I say like knowing my value and then the client assuming, you know, they're not factoring in like, Hey, I still have to have a life. I don't work 24 hours a day. Right. As well. This job of completing this comic page might deal with, um, thumbnails, um, roughs, tight pencils, inks, yeah, revisions, colors, text, you know, so technically you as the freelancer might be working four or five different jobs in that one project just to complete it and make the $4,000 even viable. Right. So, so in your perspective, with your experience, Freelance hasn't been the best for you. That's except, uh, you know what I mean? You, you have found yourself a little bit, I see. On the other hand, I have found myself freelance a, a little bit. I think, yeah, I think it's it, not so bad for me. I've done freelance before. Um, in, in a company that I ended up working with, I was a freelancer, but I think uh, the many factors that, that I think play into that is how you use are you to freelancing? How you how used are you to how are you how, like how much experience do you have uh, to you know talk to a client, really negotiate your terms, and really you know get what you want from them, right? I think it depends on the industry for sure. Maybe the comic book industry freelancing is a little bit harder as in illustration. Maybe in other in other industries it's a little easier, right? Yeah. But in general, what, for example, are some of the pros and the cons that you might find? For example, what, what would you say, Martin, are like the pros, the pros of freelancing? Uh, basically, it's uh, like for me, as somebody who hasn't had that many experience, hmm. everything has to do with time. For example, uh, as, I, as I've seen you, hey, I'm going to take a job that's going to require me two weeks that I'm gonna take a week and a half to be with my family or my girlfriend. So you have that freedom in terms of time, right? Mm -hmm. But exactly, but uh, with that, mm, some instability might come in terms of like economically right. or the economic situation, you know? So that's a con. So we have, we have a pro that is like, you can have whatever time you want, right? Uh, they say, uh, I want this project by the end of the month, and you can take three weeks to do it, and the last week you can chill out. They don't have to know about it, right? So you're also free. Also negotiation, right? Because, yeah. for example, uh, depending, you have a big company telling you, hey, we need this by the end of week. And you're like, okay, but I am raising my fare uh, $50 an hour of what I, of plus like whatever I'm having right now. Uh, right. But you cannot do that on a regular, on a full-time job, right? So like exactly. The, uh, exactly. So that's a good. That's so... a good pro. You can change the term. You can state your terms, and then you can, you can really be as specific with any uses user cases. So I think it's, it's good to 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 tell uh, 
a lot of the artists out there that are uh, thinking about freelancing. Uh, this is something that uh, what Martin said. This is something that I used to take illustration classes at at, at at SCAD, and only one professor talked about freelancing uh, in my full year, four years, and is basically set every single like a scenario that you think might happen. Set it on the documents the your client is gonna sign any paperwork, right? So. As Martin said, uh, you got to state correctly, like, hey, if you're going to make me work on weekends, I charge more. Uh, if I'm going to have four, I'm going to give you four revisions. But if you want six, I charge more. If you want me to drop the deadline, I charge more. All of these things, right? So I think uh, that's a good pro, like that we can, we can have really good. It's a pro and a con, I think, because I think for many young artists, they don't know what to put in their contracts. So they leave them really open and they get screwed, right? Absolutely. They get screwed because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to talk to the client. And this is something really important uh, that we have to be learning as artists, like learning how to talk with your clients, right? But anyways, any other, uh, maybe Alan, any any pro and con on, on freelancing? What do you think? Um. So as as a side plug, as far as this whole freelancing thing is concerned, somebody else had just joined in. Uh, this Hello. Art of Mellow person, they're the okay. they're the person with the sauce as far as freelancing goes. Uh, they have a wealth of knowledge as far as that is concerned. Okay. Um, but as as far as what you were saying, um, as far as the the rates and things like that, I think that that's a, a great potential pro as you know as you put it because you don't know what you don't know so like as a new artist or as someone that doesn't know how to deal with contracts and things like that you don't know that you could be leaving money on the table and working harder than than what you're getting paid for absolutely but if you understand it and and you know your worth uh i think the where freelancing winds up beating out everything else is that if you negotiate the right way and say a company is on a crunch and they've got nothing but money to blow you know on getting their objective finished technically that freelancer will be making more um you know than a than a full-time worker depending on the the job so i guess the money is more fluid in in that (laughs) sense so that could be a pro yeah, definitely. As Alan said, everything has to do with the power of negotiation. And I think one thing that nobody tell you at school is how to negotiate, right? So if you're going to start, like many of animators are going to graduate SCAD as a freelancer, make your due diligence and start learning how to negotiate yes. your fares start start just looking around go to uh fiber see what people is even charging right for stuff like the stuff that you are good for if it's 3d how much is people um charging for a rig for an auto rigger for some uh tool in maya if you are a rigger a mm-hmm. uh, couple of seconds of animation make your research so you don't go into the workforce and show yourself your portfolio without having a knowledge of what's your worth. And I think that's that's the big con 
that I could put on freelance that many people go into the freelance world without knowledge of the freelance world. Say it, Martina. I agree with you. Say it. <laughs> Give it to them. I totally agree with that. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. And it, it happened to all of us, I think. To me, that's happened, right? I, I can tell you myself, uh, when I started working with this company called Sway, they closed now. I started as a contractor. The first thing the boss says is like, how much are you charging? And I said, I can, I can, I can, I can tell you. I don't mind. At the time, I said, I'm going to charge you. $35 an hour, and he. this is a company in San Francisco, and they had the, the money. And he said, all right, that's perfect. And then I say, fuck. Why did I say fuck? Because there was no negotiation, meaning I could get more money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, another a good point that Martin said right there is, like, doing your due, due, your due diligence, like, Learning about the company, learning who your client is. Be really savvy about it. Be really, if you want to put it a word, you can be Machiavellic. It doesn't matter. It's your living. You know what I mean? You got to learn who your client is, how much other people are charging in that city. So let's say you're working from Florida. They're working in San Francisco. They might be, of course, they're going to protect their business. They're going to say, oh, we're going to give you Miami money. But... At the same time, you can you know that they can afford some some San Francisco money. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you, you're gonna get those dollars up. You know what I mean? Learn who who the, who you're gonna talk to. Um, yeah, how can you negotiate with them? All of that is very important. I think Martin said it well. If you do your due diligence before entering the freelance work, you're gonna be fine. If you don't, you're gonna be one of those artists that doesn't get what they're doing so wrong or doesn't get why they're suffering too much through the art is because they're not they're not they're not treating uh, themselves correctly another advice before I, I give you guys the word because yes um, is that um, I learned a lot from other areas of art uh, other than animation for example I learned a lot from graphic design and illustration because those guys have been there for way longer than us Animators have been around for a long time, right? Yes. But not commercially, right? But, but graphic designers have. And there is a lot of graphic designers, a lot of books out there. I'm going to tap something in the chat. I think this guy and this guy, these guys, they talk some truths. I learn a lot from them. Uh, and since they have been out there for so long, they know the tricks to negotiate and they know the tricks to get good fares and get... Uh, you know, get treated well. So if you if you don't know what to do yourself, if you don't know how to approach it, but you have a graphic designer friend, you have a friend who's a painter, ask them, ask them how would they do it, right? Because there's other areas of the arts that have already solved it. I think in animation we haven't. Um, that's why a lot of people are not doing as amazing as being freelancers, right? Yeah. Yeah, one thing that I'd like to add, and that's... Uh... Just a little bit of knowledge I've gathered because my sister is a lawyer. Contracts, contracts, and contracts. You want to get screwed over by a company that never paid you? Well, you should have a well-written contract with um, lawyer lingo and terminology that will have your back for that. So, and all, this is not only for your sake and for your wallet's sake. It's also how are you presenting yourself as a, as a professional, right? It's not the same for me, uh, 
Martin Bueno to show you, um, to give you a contract that is written in my own words rather than passing him something that like uh, it's written. It's legit. Exactly, it's legit. So <laughs> hey, Martin is legit, and if we screwed up. He's gonna yeah. send them some rabbit dog sort of ass. Yeah, right? somebody, you know, somebody's gonna so, knock on our door. So people is gonna even think twice, right? And and that's very common, super common. I cannot tell you how many of my friends have been screwed over by people that doesn't pay. Have have a clause on your contract that it says if the amount paid is not um is not paid by the time stipulated in section three. Uh, there will be a 10% uh, late fee, whatever, yeah. per month or per week that is not paid. Do that kind of stuff. Protect yourself. Yeah. And, and even if you have to invest in, in hiring a lawyer to write you a good contract, do that for yourself. Yeah. There is also many. There are also many many people out there that have like um, made their contracts or their templates available. I'll suggest people to go ahead, read them, go ahead, compare them with each other and and pick the one the best for you. Uh, but definitely protect yourselves. And I think and, and I think that's 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 the pro about freelance. I think the freelancing, I think what I can say now with all the things that we have talked about, like it's it can be a pro and a con depending on the person. Right. In the right hands, you can be really well off in the wrong hands you can be very very screwed over like i think i think about it in these terms many of the of the fine arts people they're basically free, freelancers you know what i mean they're waiting for gigs that made, made made them thousands of dollars or millions of dollars but you know they they just know how to navigate that system of course they have the backing of their big projects and like the, who they are but that's exactly it i think it depends on the person of course, there are other cons, but it depends on you. So you better be protected and you better do your due diligence. I agree with you guys. For example, uh, Alan, do you have any other tales about freelancing that you guys, you want to tell us? Um, no, nah, not without, uh, uh, not without leaving a, a bad taste in people's mouths. I'm that. I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Torture no suckers. I'm one yeah. of those people that. Um, uh, I'm I'm a natural like giver, and I want to see a project come to fruition. I want to see something happen, and I have to set up like barriers for myself to prevent myself from automatically wanting to give to somebody. I'm a master negotiator, but when it comes to me giving something like giving my time for someone else's like success, I find myself doing that far easier than holding my ground and, and expressing like my worth and this, that, and the other. And it's gotten me in trouble financially uh, more often than not. So me and freelancing don't really get along. So so your passion wins over, right? Absolutely. So and I think it happens to all of us artists. I can compare this like if we think about it, right? We go to class, right? Um, when we go to class, any university you can call it, we don't go for the grade. Like a lot in a lot of universities, right? A lot of careers, people go. They want to get the grade and they're out, right? 
we go for the grade, yes, but we know, like, Scott, everybody got a good grade, bro. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we don't go for the great. We we go because we want to be the best. So we're used to giving too much of us to receive whatever, right? Of course, we want the good grades and whatever. But we 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 pride ourselves in the work we do. We pride ourselves in the artists we're becoming. So I think it, it's really important to kind of kind of limit limit that, right? Like, yes, you are a good artist, but not all the time. You need to be expert or or not not an expert you have to be an expert but not all the time you you need to give it all right that's another thing in the freelance world right if they're paying you less then you need to do less work right we're used to doing these amazing artworks but if the budget is is low you gotta know when to stop right that logo that you're gonna make and it's gonna be like worth five thousand dollars but they're paying you a hundred then you may make two lines, my, my guy, because and you need to stop yourself. I think, right? I, I agree, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna like talk a little bit of that whenever we go to the full time, you know, like uh, because some stories I got some for some friends. But yeah, uh, Alan, people in the chat want to want to know the hard realities of the freelance work, man. You know, Mose or, or however he said you say your name. Mose once said, man, and and, 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 and and this person came to the chat, so I think she, she they deserve something. Oh. Um Maybe a light one, you know, we can get spicy later. <laughs> So, let's see. Sometimes, sometimes, um, oh, perfect example. Here's, here's a perfect one, and I'll give it to you because I really don't care how, how it wound up working out, right? Um, and this is, this is super funny. Uh, for me, it's super funny. Now, mind you, I'm prefacing this by saying I'm a Marine. There's certain things that are just hilarious to me as far as like people getting what they deserve and so just deal with that so this this um friend of mine hits me up and and Juan you know this guy super well uh so uh David hits me up right okay and so David hits me up and he's like hey there's this guy and this guy is is doing this this animation project I'm like, okay. And he's like, hey, he's looking for a background artist, but he's looking for a background artist that is fast and does good work. And I was like, okay. okay. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like to tell people how fast I can work, but, you know, if he's got an animation project, and this is the giving side of me, if he's got an animation project that he's really trying to crush out, cool. And so the guy... Um, the guy comes back and he's like, yeah, you know, this is, I'm, I'm looking for like a, a Studio Ghibli style. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I think I was busy, um, you know, solo dad. I've got a million other things going on. And so I checked the, the, um, the folder. And in the folder, there were like four scenes. And in those four scenes, there were like, maybe three backgrounds, but the backgrounds weren't like insanely different from each other. It's pretty much once you lay down that first background, the rest of them would just flow. Mm -hmm. and, and this guy was paying, I think he was paying like $50 a background or something like that. Eh. 
Oh. And I wow. was like, oh. I was like, this insulting. is insulting. Yeah. Insulting. I was like, this is crazy. But Damn, I work really fast. He doesn't need, again, he doesn't need to know that. So I was like, cool, I'll just bite the bullet so I can get this work out there. And then basically with one film, you have an entire like color palette worth of, of like um, consistent work for the next job that you look for. So I knock out, I knock out a couple of these backgrounds and then I look closer at this folder and there were, um, there were animation files in there. And in those files had multiple shots inside of the files. So it came Whoa. down to like 50 backgrounds, at least 50. And I was like, and he, he needed that within a month. And I was like, that's, that no shouldn't even be possible. Yeah. Now, I did 24 of these backgrounds within a week. No one needs to know that, but I did 24 of these within a week. And then I thought to myself, I said, self, do you really want to give him these backgrounds for that yeah. little amount of money? Yeah. And I was like, nah. And I never gave him the backgrounds. Good. Good. So I, I wound up guy. wasting my time sorry. in doing these, <laughs> these backgrounds or whatever. Cool on language. But, <laughs> I was like, fuck I that guy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know, it was it was definitely a, a lesson for myself, the the pain of it in a sense of having to 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 teach myself even through pain, like stop trying to give people things that the the value doesn't equate to. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the the first thing I listened that is funny to me is that and I, I, it shows how much we've grown so far. But uh, it, like people usually hear, oh, this person, um, you know, like Charlie needs somebody, uh, and they need to be really good and really fast. Usually, before as an animator, I'll be like, oh my god, what a challenge! Let's take on this, right? Yeah. But now I think, oh, you want me to be good, and you want me to be fast. <laughs> Well, then you need to pay good money for that. Yeah. Pay fast and pay fast. Yeah, pay fast. You have to pay good and pay fast. Yeah, that's, that's one of the, the logic. Yeah, that's one of the things that I learned from these guys, the, the future that I typed in. And they say it all the time, right? Like, And this happens a lot with graphic design. It's like so a lot of graphic designers can make you a logo in 30 minutes. And the logo is going to be amazing. But some of the employers are like, oh, I'm gonna, you took 30 minutes, so I'm going to pay you this amount of money, way less than they would, instead of the you know, $10,000 that the, that the graphic designer is asking. And then they get into the discussion, the graphic designer says, you know, you're paying me because I'm good, I'm fast, and if you get three inches, they're not going to make this in a month, and it's going to look ugly, you know? So I think yeah. that's how we need to start thinking about things, is like... Time doesn't matter. What matters is the quality. Of course, times matters, but like if they want something fast and good, then you charge more. You know what I mean? If they don't have a limit, then you can take your time and charge accordingly. But Jesus Christ, Alan! And if that's a bad story, I cannot imagine the rest. Oh yeah, they get yeah. they get far worse than <laughs> Shit, that. I bet. And, and just following Juan's <laughs> idea of like uh, like what he was saying that, uh, for example, if you're charging by the hour, right? 
and in, in for example uh, your employer says oh but you took uh, you made an amazing job, but you took just 30 minutes, therefore I'm not paying you the full hour. So you can just reply, hey, it took me 30 minutes because all the time I spent getting so good at it yeah. that it takes me so little. So you're actually paying for all the time that I took getting so good so you can have a product as good as, good as it is and as fast. Yeah. Yeah, it. It, it, it's changing the conversation with them and with your own self of like they're not paying only for your time but they're paying for your expertise that's different Correct. different and and it's better if you start thinking about in terms of expertise because you're going to start seeing things that they're lacking that you can provide right so if you're like if if we're thinking about time you can you can get in the loop of like I'm a really hard worker and I'll make this happen I'm sh nah no, nah, don't do that. Think in terms of, of of your expertise and think in terms of like, I can provide you this, this, and this. And for that, I can charge you this much. That's it. That's the only thing they need to hear and that's the only thing you need to say. Um, right. Anyways, we get we get really hyped about these things, man. Because, yeah. because a lot of people try to do us bad. Anyways, let's change now to, I think, personally, one of the worst... And freelancing is bad, but you can go around it. But this one, I don't know about it, man. There is good ones and bad ones. And these are contracts, which is the most common one. And is the, you know, I, as I call it in the beginning, is the, I want to date you, but not really. You know, it's like, I want to be with you, but not really. Like, like, like I, want, I want what you got, you know. But like for a limited time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you see well, it you like that, it, you put it in the best way possible. And I'm sorry to just break the bubble but, to all the people that will be listening this talk. It is the eighty percent of the industry at the highest level, yep. right? Are contractors. Yep. Which means they will give you a. Uh, I think the longest it will be a year, maybe a year and a half. And then what they will discuss quotes in quotes, the discussion, if they will hire you full time. Exactly. So, so Martin, now, now, now that you started the conversation, what is a contract for us who are listening? Let's say, I don't know what is a contract. What is a contract? Simple terms, right? Yeah. It, it just means that you, uh, are, obligated for a agreed amount of time in order to provide your services to a company. Mm -hmm. So in a contract, usually you do not have the ability like in freelance to work multiple projects at a time, right? Correct. For this contract, Correct. you need to be hired for this specific person, call it X company, and you need to be there till they want you to be there. After that, you know, we're, we're done, we're finished. Oh, it was very nice to see you in the office. We'll miss you. Goodbye. Right? <laughs> kind of yeah, like plus that. Plus, you also do not get any of the... Um, benefits. Uh, benefits of the full-time employee, right? Which we will talk later, like um, any... Uh, I will say like insurance and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. uh, later. Healthcare, about all of that. Health, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, contracts. And I think the three of us have been under contracts to a, a certain yes. extent. So we all have like 
like the good and bad stories. I think in contracts in general, there is not like there is much of a bad story. There are bad stories, but is much more the feeling of everything could be better. Like I will say, like there's not much uh, as a uh, of a bad story, but it's just the the true story of the contractor will be. I finished my contract. They never called me back. Yeah, they ne they never hired me afterwards, or they yeah. offered me a second contract after a. A waiting period because that might be some policies from companies they they cannot offer you a contract immediately right after your contract yeah um that happens in a couple companies i'm not sure uh i've heard that before too where like yeah, and, 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 and then they will just as michael is saying they'll they will just suck the life out of you <laughs> and let and let you go yeah Exactly. So I think I think it's the worst out of them, dude. Like I rather I rather you know I rather have the one night stand or the wife. <laughs> you know, like the freelance is the one night stand. You know, we get it. Bye. You know, and the wifey. You know, rather than the contract, which is yeah, like the they contract just... is a it's complicated relationship. Yeah. <laughs> they, it could be really good or really complicated, depending on yeah. them. Although, yeah, yeah, although yeah. a good pro that I must say, though, uh, and of course, like uh, please, students that do not uh, freak out or feel bad or or whatever. Um, well, as Martin said, we all have to get on contracts eventually, right? Uh, because the 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 like the um, the whole industry is full of contracts, so. Don't be so afraid of it, but you you must go through it. And one of the pros that I, I that segue into this is that is the gateway to many of the big companies, right? Agree. Ma many companies with the yes. junior people, especially, you'll have to prove yourself through a contract before getting like a really good um, full time job, right? So but, uh, yeah, but like I, I just want to like to tell them how it is because it's not only one. There's people that have been through six different contracts in major companies and they still haven't gotten their full time. So that's I like well, the other day I was talking with my with my dad about this and he was like, yeah, but actually, uh, even though nobody told you, uh, this is what you signed whenever you say I want to be in the animation games industry, right? It's part of it. Unfortunately, that's yeah. the way it's being handled, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes it can be, and you can be super, super lucky and get uh, one contract, maybe an extension, and then you're full-time, then you're set. Yeah. Maybe, but there's, I've heard of cases of people going five, six different yes. uh, contracts, which not only means like, going from one job to another but also maybe even uh, relocating because studios yes. are all over the place so i got one contract in la next contract uh i don't know in georgia so and and so on so yeah just just be um be mindful of that right like one of the things that, that that's one yeah. of the things that can happen to you yeah, one of the things like, uh, and I see Michaela. Michaela is, 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 is a very good friend of ours. Uh, we can see, uh, even with me for a, for a season, that you get these amazing opportunities, right? 
Oh, I had a contract with this company. Oh, I had a contract with Blizzard. Oh, I had a contract with this, whatever. But every time you have to move somewhere else, I hope this changes the thanks to the remote work. I hope. But every time you move, you have to spend money to move. And your work, your job, current job, is not um, even telling you that... They're not even telling you that they're going to... Sometimes they're not gonna pay for that, right? So that's gonna that's gonna come from your own money. What money? The money you've been saving working for the previous company <laughs> that that wasn't paying you that much, but you did it because it was kind of cool, right? <laughs> so I think I think we need to call it, and I think I'm gonna give it a name. You know, is the is the is the like I think contracts are the are the root to the no are the root like uh, like the path the pathway to the fu- the, the full time. Right, we a lot of us yeah. have to go through it, and we all yeah. suffer through it. But eventually, we will get to that full time because I feel f- with most of the people that I know of, they have to. They have, on my side, there's like three or four or five contracts they need to go through until they get like a good opportunity. Uh, so, yes. so, for example, and, Alan, and, uh, just a little, just but, a little. Um, one thing to add for my international people that will be listening oh, yes, to this, important. you cannot, you do not qualify for a contract. Be mindful of that whenever uh, for... Thank you for bringing that up, Martin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you have to, you, you cannot be under contract. You need to be a full-time, so a company needs Correct. to be, needs to be... Um, sponsoring you especially right. so why and i, I want to discuss this um uh, because i think it's very important to me and and i think it's very important to understand why this contract world right why because from like a lot of animators even from our professors we saw they, they had contracts per movie contracts per game contracts per project contracts for this for this for what so uh, for i want to ask something to alan for example alan you are good with like uh understanding companies, understanding structure. Why do you think this industry is full of contracts, right? Um, I, well, I mean, that could get into like a philosophical conversation about the worth of an artist, but- um, Important too. Yeah, uh, I think, I think number one, that there's this blanket acknowledgement or blanket trained idea that artists are not meant to to be valued to a certain extent so like there's this this realm of suffering that that artists have to exist in but um so beyond that that blanket idea i feel like logistically companies are pinching as hard as they can because Say for instance, the uh, a film runs for nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and we're, I'm just throwing nine months out there as a random number. The storyboard artists are only necessary for the most part for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. The pre-production, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you have your pre-production crew, you have your production crew, you have your post-production crew. Everybody has a realm in which they exist in. And if you were to hire them full-time, there would be a lot of money spent on a lot of lull period 
for these different um, these different realms of expertise. So a way to get around that is to hire out contracts of people because, you know, things work in waves. Um, production isn't always on. You know, there's there's so many different um, so many different factors that cut in between time and and slow down the flow or speed up the flow that it would be best to drop in what you need when you need it for as long as you need it and have the the legal right to pull out whenever you deem fit versus you know if it's a full-time worker you're dealing with severance pay and compensation you know on early termination and all sorts of different things that that could cost more than actually hiring the person in the first place yeah. Uh, so, so Mo saying is putting it like it's a way for companies to keep costs down and production high and artists globally are willing to accept it in the global scale. That's totally right and I wanted to get onto that because I think you're right, uh, Alan. If I had a company, of course, I would do something similar of like oh, uh, in waves, right? I, it, it makes sense. Yeah. But I do think the, the evolution of the industry and the evolution of this concept has led to people taking advantage of this idea and then taking advantage of artists through this idea, yeah, right? Because they're so short and they're so fast and people become, become so replaceable that you can essentially just look down at, look down at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You become basically replaceable because, oh, you have a problem with, our, uh, with us? Talk to HR. You're going to be out in three months and we're going to get somebody new, you know? They don't mind you and they don't they don't mind training somebody new and they don't mind just replacing you like that. So yeah. That's the bad thing about well, contracts. That's the truth. Yeah. Any any experience you have with contracts, we don't have to name companies or people. Any exp- weird experience that you have had? Uh no, actually, um the last contract that I had was um for nine years. Uh, in the Marine okay. Corps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one hell of a contract. I, I know, right? This is the longest contract uh, <laughs> that I've ever had to deal with. But luckily... Who signed at the bottom, Malcolm's, Uncle yeah. Sam? Yeah. I, can, I, I can talk about one. I can talk about one experience for me that really showed me um, kind of the... the how 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 the company was looking at me right i was working at this company i've been there for a couple of months everything was going well i was bringing value to the table right it was time for me to kind of leave and uh, everybody in my team was like oh we need to stay with this guy we need to stay with this guy i was like okay and do something about it, please. You know, when you're a contractor, you're scared of your life, about to move from an expensive city to another one. Of course, you're like holding on to your team and being like, guys, we need each other, man. Anyways, um, we go for, uh, uh, like my, my boss finally calls me and he goes like, we want to extend you. And I was like, that's awesome. But you know, this city is very expensive. Now, and, and you know, I had been working and studying uh, uh, how to bring this up a little bit. So I said, now I'm no longer the employee you hired first, right? I am, have more knowledge. You guys train me better. And I'm doing way more things that I was doing before, 
right? I, I, I started doing simple things. I'm now, and now I'm like doing whole projects by myself and even, even getting into other, other projects. So I need, I need some motivation to also stay. Right. And that's the, that's the thing that we need to think about. One thing is like being, oh, I want to be rehired, but you at the same time need to let them know that you are valuable. So it's, they, they're not only, they're not only letting you go, but they're losing you. They're losing you and what you have to offer. So I brought that to the table. And he's like, yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I'll, I'll go to HR, whatever. Right. Boom. He comes back and he goes like, well, I got some news. Uh, we're going to increase your hourly salary by $1. <laughs> I was like, bruh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I'm already living in one of the most expensive cities in America and you're telling me you're incrementing my salary by one dollar that means not even a subway sandwich per day you're not even giving me a subway sandwich a day my guy anyways we go to the to a celebration I think it was a Halloween party office party whatever we go to the Halloween office party and I and, and I'm walking I'm happy because the party of course I'm upset about the money one guy taps my shoulder. It's the one of the HR people. And he looks at me all happy. And he goes, oh, so it looks like somebody got a raise. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was expecting a little bit more. And he said, oh, we'll try better next time, buddy. I was in charge of that. And I was like, yes, you were. <laughs> Anyways, that was my sad story. That's how did that's rough. Like I'm, I'm bringing more value to this company. I'm bringing more of me in a very expensive city. Like I'm taking all the risk, and then you want me to stay, yet you only want to give me one extra dollar an hour. That's like nothing. That's like literally. That's laughing at my face, in my opinion, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yes. Sorry, I got I got upset just talking about it. Uh, so we have freelance, we have contracts, and let's go with the full time, which you know I think is the the more. I mean, freelance is good, and next to contracts is the more humane. I think it's not. It could be good or bad, depend on the company you are. But it's I think is the way it should be for a lot of us, right? So I think for this one, the 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 one person that has like had the most experience uh, with it, I think it's Martin because he 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 was one of the lucky ones, guys. Uh, he's one of the few ones. A, a lot of you guys uh, in college right now that are listening to us, maybe five of you guys out of like the whole promotion are going to go directly to a full-time. Uh, not many of you guys will do that. A lot of you guys will go to internships and contracts. So, one of the few ones, Martin, what do you guys? Uh, what do you have to sell, tell us about full time? What is a full time in 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 a few words and, and and your experience with it? How much do you love it? How much I need to be jealous of you that I struggled <laughs> and you didn't? Just 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 make me angry, bro. <laughs> well, well, like I will say, of course, that's that'll be like the full the full package. I'll say because of course you're being recognized with. A different treatment regarding payment and regarding um, uh, but, uh, all the packages that they give you whenever they hire you in in terms of uh, healthcare. There's a there's a whole package, as I was saying, and 
for me, like, I can say it was the best experience I've had because from the get-go, I had something that I was really, really struggling before, and that was economically, being economically stable. And that's what I think will be the best selling point for just going into a, a full-time. You don't it. have to worry about like, hey, my contract is uh, finishing in two months. I have to get my demo reel back. You just have to keep working and do your best and start going up the ladder in which will be a whole different conversation for another day. But just the, 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 the first points of it, you get a decent treatment, uh, a lot of like the package that goes with uh, having a full time, it's great. And yeah, stability will be the, the best word to describe it. That's right. And for example, for, for us and, and somebody like us who, who have like uh, climbed our way into into the full times, right? Uh, for you, what is the biggest difference other than stability? That's a big one, right? But what is another thing that you saw change within the workplace, within yourself, within the, your everyday work from being a, a contractor to being a full time? You said for me? Yeah, for you. Oh, okay. Um, for for myself, um, I feel like I feel like my circumstance was was closer to Martine's in that um, I got out of the military and went to to school, and I got benefits for going to school. So basically, the contract was as long as I'm still in school. I will get paid. And so I rode that out and uh how I did my journey is is another conversation that we can have. Oh yeah, that's but, a crazy one. But um um getting my masters like I got contacted I think like 15 days or so before I graduated. Oh, so you are the one, the lucky one too. Yeah, I like okay. I had nothing set, and by not going to school meant that my money from school would stop, and I got hired four days before I graduated. Um, and okay, and, yeah, so so I think this answer is up to me. Yeah, I know, because right? I, <laughs> good, because good I'm luck. the one who's done it. Good luck. Yeah, me and Martine uh, had the cush life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I went through a couple of contracts, a couple of, of, of also uh, companies that closed. And I think the biggest difference for me is that uh, it's not only the stability of your money, but uh, you're mentally more stable. You're not worrying about the next thing. Right. That's one of the things that we don't see. And, and, and I, I want the students to know, right, some of your, your seniors and juniors, I know that you have uh, times in whenever you're working on in, in your day that you're thinking, where am I going to go after this? What is the job? Who's going to hire me? Who's going to value me for who I am? Whatever. Those are conversations we all have when a change is coming. Right. Once you get into that full time position, you have. You have that, you know, that that relief for 
for a long time until like eventually you want to change uh, to places or whatever but it definitely like um changes uh your mindset you're not longer seeing like oh should i go here should i go there uh you're no longer interviewing all the time right you don't have to keep up with all your work and you're having your portfolio a hundred percent ready because tomorrow is going to be the day that i'm going to go to another company and it's going to be awesome and no you are chill you're already good you're part of a company right you become part of of a, of a company that's something Right when you are contracted by a company, that's one thing. Becoming part of the company is another thing. You get to hear conversations you couldn't hear before. You get to talk to people you couldn't talk before or you didn't have access to. So it's it's a it's a whole different good thing, in my opinion. Doing that change from contract to full time is great. And yeah, and and I wish all of uh, if you want to get to that position, I wish you guys the best of luck on it. Um, because it, it can it can be it can be hard sometimes, and you can see a lot of I see a lot or a lot of our peers still struggling with getting to that comfortable position. I see them moving all the time, being wishy washy with the projects and stuff. But yeah, I think that's that's my answer. Like it's it's a whole calmer way. And another thing that I want to get to too, it looks so much different on your on your on your co- on your cover letter, right? Cover letter or resume? Resume, sorry. It looks so different in your resume. Being a contractor and then being a full-time. Don't you guys think yes. it looks different, feels different? Yes. Yes, and then because, of like, I guess uh, every hiring manager, like, already knows, like, if they see a year or two at a studio, they know you were a contractor, right? Yeah. So you might not have been able to participate in a lot of talks or or stuff that uh, you, you were just because of the, your situation as a contractor, right? So I don't know if that will devalue you as a possible candidate. I couldn't say because of course I'm, I've never been a um, hiring manager, but yeah, I don't know if they, tie, if they take that into consideration. Yeah. A lot of it. I would say they do. I would say they do. I, I, I mean, for me personally, like somebody that has been, of course, it depends on the task, right? But somebody that has been contractors and, and kind of changing jobs a lot versus somebody that has been two years in a company, right? Learning something, right? I think I think uh, some people might value it more, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I want to ask you guys uh, that you guys have been in the luck of being a, a full-timers. Um what is a con that you would think? It could be really small. doesn't have to be a huge con or a huge conversation. But what is a con for, for, for artists out there that are learning? What do you guys think? is like say, uh, definitely Choose start your words wisely. With... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like in general, uh, I don't think it's a con of itself, but it's just a reality. Uh, just start getting... Um, scaling into the ladder right into the corporate ladder and of course that takes time effort and everything else so as as we were talking there's a huge battle just to get into a full-time right and now that you get your full-time now it's a second battle in order to start rising into the ranks and earning your your promotions and stuff right mm-hmm. 
So uh, I don't I don't think that can be a con at all. Or a con might be, for example, as a, they already hired you as a full time. There comes somebody else for your same uh, position, maybe, and they negotiated better than you did when you came. Therefore, you guys have the same level, but he's getting paid more, right? Yes, because yes. at that time, you didn't have those um, negotiation skills that you have now. So, yeah, there's... but. I think again, so. I think there, there is an economic argument to make there. I think when you get into a full-time... You've been there long enough. What companies tend to do is that they do not tend to increase your salary uh, to the market uh, to the market value, right? If you are an animator and you've been an animator for let's say three years in this position, right? They might not be increasing your salary at market value. So as as you said, Martin, an animator that comes into the company. Uh, maybe into even even a lower position than you may have your same salary because the market is telling the company this is what the animator is worth now and you are a little bit screwed, right? Yeah. So I think no, no, I think well, one made it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what 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 something good to learn and and this is something we're gonna discuss later uh, onto onto like um onto corporate ladders and stuff but it's something that I want to leave you guys with and this is something that we have talked the three of us about uh, we do it all the time is the best way to change positions and make more money is going to another company you're not gonna get uh, like the best the best deal within your own company unless you have enough leverage if you do not have a lot, enough leverage, if you're not like um, that important, or if you are not that pivotal to the to the to the to the process, you are not gonna get it. I remember one friend telling us we need to keep this like super anonymous. Is one friend in a, in a big company? He was telling us about this guy. This guy was, I think, a, a computer scientist or something like that. One day, and 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 you remember this story? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell it. One day. He and this guy is huge in the company. Computer scientist. You yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna know what software I'm talking engineer, about. Software engineer. Software engineer. Yeah. <laughs> he just ran it out. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. I was trying to keep it down, brother. Okay. He was a teacher. He was the best Uber of his town, right? Yeah. One yeah, day, yeah. one day they had a conversation between all the Ubers, and they had a meeting, a video call between all the Ubers. Okay. And it, it was a chilly day. So the guy literally just put a jacket on. He just put a jacket on. I swear to God, he just put a jacket on. You know what the what the boss of the Ubers said? The boss of the Ubers was like, wait a minute, he's, this guy's dressing up? Is he trying to get another job? What the fuck? We cannot lose this guy. The next day he had another offer, a raise of money. Can you believe that? Oh yeah, yeah. He had a blazer, that? a blazer. He had a blazer on because he was cold, not because of anything. He was just cold, and he because he was so pivotal uh, to the to the company, and they needed him so much. He got offered whatever he needed right away. But for the yeah. rest of us mortals and, and regular people, <laughs> and just us, you know, you need to change companies. Yo, uh, um, side note. Um, go ahead. Uh, Michaela um, asked. Uh, she was like, "Do you?" Do you feel stuck? 
or that you're not growing as a professional because you're comfortable. And okay. I want to take a moment to talk about some of the nuances because we, we kind of talk about pros and cons and yeah. we touch once on uh, in the freelancing section that it depends on you as the person as far as like how freelancing goes, this, that, and the other. And that reigns true amongst all these these different circumstances. Um, it very much depends on your lifestyle. It depends on who you are as a person as far as like your your capabilities, your skill set. And also with these, these questions about feeling stuck or um, basically like complacency is... Um, who are you as as an individual? Because I know many of uh, students at SCAD coming from a military background, I would c try to communicate with a lot of students at SCAD and they had no drive or desire towards a, a corporate type of lifestyle. Which like, is fine, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine if... Yeah. It's fine if they acknowledge why they feel that way and what the pros and cons come from feeling that way are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like for, for instance, someone being like, hey, I'm an introvert. I don't really like communicating with, with people, but I want to work in a corporate environment. It's like, then chances are you're probably going to be exactly where you are until they find somebody to replace you or you know like like so there's cons of saying that you are like an absolute this and then not wanting to get out of that um so as far as as far as i feel do i feel stuck absolutely not and juan touched it like we talk all the time about how to grow, how to expand, how to yeah. make the best of of our life, both you know personally, both you know in in career, and what does that mean? Does that mean um, growth within the company? How to play chess and make moves within the company, or you know, does this mean? catapulting yourself and taking the experience that you gained from this company and applying to a new company with everything that you know plus that experience to mm -hmm. you know to hit new levels only to come back to the other company four levels higher you know what i mean <laughs> you're it's, right it, yeah. it's and one very, thing i wanted to okay. add uh of, of what alan said like even though like you feel like you're an introvert you don't like um talking to people or you think you are not that social but you have an amazing art skill there's a place for you in the corporate ladder like let me tell you like i i have uh i know co-workers that are super shy and they do amazing work but you have of course you have to understand what the reality of that is right and that you will grow on a different on a different scale in that corporate ladder, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I think what, what Alan said was, was very true. Um, 
it depends on you. It depends on, on what you want, right? I think um, I can say, of course, uh, of keeping keeping it anonymous in a in a previous company that I was to. Uh, I saw people that have been there for 15 plus years or something, and they didn't outgrow their position. They were complacent. Why? Because I do agree with Michaela to some sense, being in a full time can make you complacent. You're doing the same job. Maybe this job is not requiring you to like learn new things that much. You know what I mean? But it depends on, on what your goals are. If your goals are to stay there and chill in life, yeah, you're more than welcome to. I would <laughs> yeah. not judge you because that's that's you being happy. And if you're happy, that's good for you. But if you have other goals in life, uh, even though the, the, the full time might feel repetitive and might feel you're doing the same, depends, on, of course, on the position. As long as you have plans for the future, you know that that's only a step. So in your mind, you are not going to be complacent. You know, you want to outgrow that eventually. I think that's, that would be my answer. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, definitely based on you. There's there's a lot of factors, of course, that that exist outside of you, but you absolutely have to control what you can control, as well as acknowledge what you do or do not do. And uh, the like if if you are not innovative and heaven forbid like say in a in in a creative space if you're not creative with yourself in in trying to pursue something like say something greater uh for whether it be for monetary reasons or career reasons or whatever the case is you also in in that you also don't necessarily have the right to be upset about not growing or not getting the pay raise and things like that. So it's like you can guide your way however you want within the space, but you also have to acknowledge the the after action of your initial action or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it, I think it's it's up to the person. To yeah. be honest, but but that's a, that's a good point. That's a good con that we can find in 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 a in a full time position. You might not grow within the company as fast as you would want, or you might get stuck there. But there is also the factor of you. What is that you are doing towards growing? And it's also important uh, to 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 also uh, look at your leadership. Are your leaders willing to? to 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 let you grow that's one of the things that i was commenting uh to alan before right i think one of the like um we, i think we have great leaders in our companies that are willing to lose us as as their workers because they want to see us grow right they're willing to have our positions filled by somebody else because they're willing to see the see us in another position in the future. So I think it's also about the leadership that you have. Maybe the leadership that the, the some full times have is not that is not that great with you. And I think we see this in all like Hollywood all films that talk about uh, the rat race, right? The rat race, the corporate rat race is that a lot of the companies are designed to keep you in your place for a long amount of time because they need you there and they don't want you growing. So that's an, I think that's another important factor to 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 put in, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would say, I would I would even say that 
the more the, the older the company, the more are they going to have these types of, of, of environments where, where they don't want to see you grow, uh, depending on the industry, right? But the older the company, if they're stuck in their ways, if they're doing great with the money they're doing, they don't want any changes. I think newer companies, now I have been in a couple of startups, they do want to see you grow. They do want to see you participate because they learn that the more value they put into people, the more money they're going to get eventually, right? Yeah. They, they, they see they see you as an investment, whereas the other ones see you as, as, a, as a resource, and- I think. And I, I like that, that you say they, like they see you as this, they see this. And what I would like to express to, to everyone listening is that like, how do you see yourself and where do you see yourself? And uh, one of the big questions, uh, one, of my, one of my mentors um, asks me is where do you see yourself in one year? And where do you see yourself in five years? And what are you doing to get to those places? So when you're in these these corporate realms, whether it's some crusty bank somewhere that's been around since 1722, or whether it's a startup, you know, it's cool. Those chess pieces of what they think are going to be valuable to you in how you move. But what do you see for yourself and how can you innovate and and create a realm in which you grow within the parameters that are are presented to you? Um, if you if you take that and you look at your career for from a long term perspective, there's nothing really that is holding you back from growth or from making more money or expanding yourself. It's just it's it's ingenuity and and resourcefulness. Um, and and acknowledgement of self. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. I was gonna say that um, I mean and, and say to the to the people that are listening to us. I think I can say this confidently. That's one of the reasons I um, not the big reason, not the main reason, but one of the reasons why I came into 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 a little bit more of an interest into the motion design field. Now that I'm more of a motion defi- designer myself was that the conversation that we're having today us contracts freelance and full-time i realized that in this in this type of field like motion design graphic design and stuff there is more freelancing and full times um there is contracts too but there is more variation and then you can pick and choose way better there is more um there is more demand for positions that enable you to do that so that's why i kind of make the switch the difference is not that great but what's great enough for me to go like I love this enough and the opportunities are here that I did it. So I am one of the examples of somebody who could not take contracts anymore. And I, 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 I you can call me a quitter. I quit, baby. I don't care. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> and I'll do it again. Uh, but some people don't, right? And, and, and there is no shame in anything like that. Um, some, some of us go into our, our careers with different perspectives. Some of you guys want to get into Disney. Good luck to you. You're going to need a lot of hard work. You're going to need to eat a lot of these things that we have talked about today, but you'll get it. I know you'll get it, and we trust you as long as you, you do – like as long as you grow as an artist and grow as a person. I think that's one of the things that Alan talks so much about is growing as a person. You'll get there. So best of luck to you. Yeah. So, yeah. 
yeah, same. My final words exactly were were around the same uh, same thoughts that one had. Yeah, just be knowledgeable of where you want to be and also be mindful of all these things that we have talked about. And if your dream is to be an animator at Disney, you'll get there. You'll get there, your defiance will get you there, but be sure that you'll have to step on some of the things that we talked about, whether it is contracts on different places, um, corporate ladders and stuff like that. So just be sure of who you are and what you want and you'll get wherever you want to mm-hmm. go. And, and something that Martin said, and I think I, I, I want to say it again, is do your research. I think that's something that uh, a lot of, of freelancers, uh, for me at a time, that we did not. And I, I was talking to a friend, he was, he's in architecture, and he was going into a freelance job, and he told me, how do I do this? What is a contract? How do I do this? How do I do that? I had to explain it to him from an animator's point of view, from the things that I've learned. Like I, I recommend you again, check the future. There's, there are amazing people who give you amazing advice. Uh, start like to follow these people, follow these art leaders that are teaching people how to make freelancers, how to make money in the art world, because you need to do your due diligence. You need to learn this art of like selling yourself and living in this world, not only as an artist, but as as, uh, selling yourself, you're selling your art, right? So I think practice that, uh, talk to your friends, share information, have these conversations that we're having. The three of us have this conversation on the, like every two, three days, you know what I mean? You need to have these ones conversations with your peers, right? If you go to, um, to, um, internship, uh, this upcoming fall or whenever it is, keep those conversations in mind, tell your peers how it went. Listen to them uh, uh, telling you what you should do or shouldn't do. You know, you have to keep learning these things. Never be shy of it. If you're willing to tell somebody their animation is looking a little bit weird, you can also tell them you need to improve your your um, interviewing skills. That's another thing that we need to talk about in this in this in this program. Interviewing, very important one. Um, but yeah, do your due diligence. Value yourself a lot. Um, yes. Do we have anything else that, that comes into mind about, about these three subjects before we ask, we answer some questions if people have, I them. think that's it for me. What have you, Alan? Do you have any other thoughts, uh, freelancing contracts, full-time self, anything that it might come to mind? Um, no, cause I know I could go off on a rant. So I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to bite it on this one. <laughs> Uh, I think we answer a lot. I think uh, in the future, I would like to. <laughs> Let me see. I oh, just uh, he just uh, laughed. On <laughs> the future, I'd like to get a little bit. If people see this as a good thing, we can get a little bit more uh, in depth with each one. I think I like to get in depth specifically with freelance, and for that, I would like to invite a freelancer eventually that can tell us about this way more than we know of. Um, but yeah, now following this up, uh, do you guys have any question, any comments, something that we want to comment on, anything related to the topic or whatever it is that you guys may want to talk to us about? You can just stay quiet and say no. And yes, 
What do you guys think? Any questions? Anything? I need the I need the freaking the sound. Uh, what did I say the last time? The Japanese I need the, the the end, uh, but I need the soundboard to like you know put a little <laughs> dum, 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 dum. elevator music. The elevator music. Okay, we ha we have somebody typing. I bet it's gonna be like last time where Maxi said, "Have a good one, bye." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I'm gonna give you ten seconds to type your 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 question. If not, I think we're good. Michaela's frantically typing. Michaela's frantically typing. Good luck, guys. She she misspelled half her. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Dude, please, can can we end every single like time we talk about this? We'd have a good one by. Yeah, have a good one by. <laughs> just so abrupt. Yeah. Yeah, just abrupt. Just abrupt. <laughs> Anyways, for all of you guys listening to us at your place right now, and for the ones who are gonna listen to us in our beautiful podcast form. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, join the Discord channel. There we can answer more your questions in depth. Uh, there you can tell us what is good about the show, what is bad about the show. Do you like us or not? This guy talks weird. This guy doesn't talk <laughs> enough. Whatever it is, let us know. We might not improve it because this is our space, not yours. But we will be glad to listen to your observations and uh, thank you so much for joining us today <laughs> anything else to say guys <laughs> nah man that was good that was good right yeah that was really good good outro Juan. good outro uh, where is the voice channel That the voice channel what do you mean um, like you? like a like a chat channel see look we got a voice hold on let's go uh hold on. oh we don't have a voice channel here oh we don't i, I can create one but uh but we're gonna say so so fast before we say this because uh, then later i have to cut this we're gonna say okay bye <laughs> boom i cut it right there <laughs> <laughs>